Welcome to Marketing Tips for Translators, a podcast with marketing and business tips and strategy specifically for freelance translators and interpreters. I'm your host, Tess Witte, a longtime freelance translator with an education and professional background in marketing. Tune in to hear tips from my own experience or from other translators and industry experts. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Are you still using your inbox to manage your translation jobs? Or are you still doing all of your accounting from Excel? Or manually creating all your financial reports? Let me tell you about another way. LSP Expert is a client management, project management, and accounting tool for translators. It's developed by translators and it's for translators. You can create and send quotes, manage your rates and services for each client, manage projects and send invoices all from one place. This tool automatically creates financial reports for you so you'll always know the health of your business. This is one of my favorite features. Ready to stop wasting time on admin and start spending more time on translating? Then I recommend you check out LSP Expert. You can try it for free for 30 days. Just type lsp.expert in your preferred browser and use the code TESS15 for a 15% discount on a new yearly subscription after you've tried it out. That's TESS15, T-E-S-S-15. Take control of your translation business admin today and go check out lsp.expert. Welcome to Marketing Tips for Translators. I'm Tess Witte and I'm so glad you're here for another episode. I keep getting requests to cover more uh, on content marketing for translators. I'm doing another interview. I have published a lot of material and interviews about content marketing, but we cannot get enough. So I wanted to invite another translator today that gave a well-received presentation on content marketing at the BP conference last year, because she has some specific steps for us five steps to successful content marketing for translators. I'm also covering content marketing in my online marketing course. And I also try to learn more all the time about content marketing. So let's welcome Anastasia. Yeah, I should have asked this. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Yagopulu. Yagopulu. Great. Welcome Anastasia to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, it's a real, real pleasure and I'm very happy to receive your invitation. It's always nice uh, to talk uh, to colleagues about stuff that we want to communicate uh, to our field. And, yes. Uh, yeah, because uh, this way we help each other get forward our profession. Exactly. And that's why I'm doing this podcast too. Uh, and you are calling in or um, logging in from a Greek island. Exactly. Uh, I'm uh, based in Halkida, 
mm-hmm. which is the capital of every island. It's the biggest island in Greece, actually. Uh-huh. And uh, one hour drive from Athens. Okay. Yeah. And this is not going to be published when we record it, but you said before we started the recording that today is an important day for Greece. Yes, uh, it's a, a, a very important day uh, for Greece uh, today, and I would say for entire planet, because all uh, these uh, national days uh, of each country have... Um, have, uh, are important for everybody in the humanity mm-hmm. and in the course of our history. So today we celebrate 200 years from our independence from uh, the Turks after the 400 years of slavery. Mm-hmm. It's a pity that uh, we couldn't celebrate uh, as uh, we would because yes. we have to watch everything uh, from our television sets. Yes because of the pandemic. And today, exactly. the day we're recording is uh, March 25th. Exactly. So um, tell us a bit about yourself and your career in translation. Okay, well, uh, I think uh, I was uh, pretty, I, I feel pretty blessed when it comes to my career Mm-hmm. Because uh, as soon uh, as I realized uh, uh, when I was studying at the university, English language and literature, when I was in third year, I realized that I wanted to do translation. I didn't mm-hmm. know what was that exactly then, back then. Uh, but uh, I knew after some courses that I had attended that I really liked it. Um, I, uh, and I wanted uh, to follow this path, the translation path. So after doing my master's in uh, the UK, I came back and I started working uh, part-time as a freelancer. And that's why I say that I feel blessed because I didn't have to work at any other field. Mm-hmm. I'm just a, a translator, so for the first five years, about five years, I was working part-time. And after 2009, I started working full-time as a freelancer from home. Mm-hmm. And here I am today. And what are you specializing in? I, I'm specializing in uh, technical and marketing texts. At okay. first, at first uh, I was working mainly in technical, uh, in the technical field, uh, user manuals, uh, you know, help uh, pages, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then I started uh, to discover marketing mm-hmm. bit by bit, step by step. When uh, I got some clients that asked me to start, uh, that they wanted to translate their website. So I introduced the uh, they introduced me to some marketing content, so I really, really like uh, that idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started uh, learning, studying. I took some courses on marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, for the past uh, three years, I think, uh, I mostly work on the marketing field and uh, less uh, in the technical one. Okay. Yeah. And uh, my working languages is uh, English to Greek. Period. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so 
you gave a presentation at the last BP conference uh, mm -hmm. about content marketing in, and in this, you talked about five steps to go through for successful content marketing for translators. What are these mm -hmm. five steps? Okay. Yes. Actually, first I'd like uh, to say that content marketing to me, it's pretty magical as mm -hmm. it involves a lot of emotion with strategy. And that uh, is what it makes it uh, unique in comparison to any other uh, strategies, I mean, in, mm -hmm. in the marketing field. And uh, because it's one of the most creative strategies, uh, yes. in my opinion, I think it's also the most complicated one. Mm -hmm. Because as far uh, as uh, emotion is involved, always things get complicated. <laughs> Yeah, in, in every aspect of our lives. So I think uh, also this applies to content marketing as well. And um, after I took uh, some courses, uh, I learned about uh, five steps of uh, a successful content marketing that any freelancer could actually uh, apply it to its to its marketing strategy in order to move his. Uh, business forward in the in his field mm -hmm. and i tried uh, i tried uh, to customize that if we can say that uh, for our industry for the translate for the translation industry mm -hmm. so uh, and i tried to to do it um, uh, as simple as uh, possible because uh, freelancers are not actually marketeers but yes. we try to do everything Mm -hmm. A little of marketing, a bit of logistics uh, and stuff. So to cut it short, uh, I found out uh, that uh, these five steps is uh, as follows. First is research. Mm -hmm. Step two is relationship. Okay. Step three, which is very, very important to me, is education. Okay. We'll explain that a little bit later. And uh, step four, it's persuasion or uh, offer, if we can say that. Mm. And the last step, uh, which is, I think it's the last step of every marketing strategy is uh, the famous call to action. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, just to summarize, I didn't do this in the introduction. Content marketing means creating and sharing valuable and relevant and consistent content to attract and retreat retain a defined audience. So uh, let's walk through the steps to, on okay. how to do this. Great. Okay, so first, uh, the first step uh, that uh, we talked about is uh, research. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's, uh, this is uh, the fundamental step for everything. If we want to get something done, we have to do our research first. Mm -hmm. And so, what do you do for research? Now, in order to understand what uh, um, my market, our market wants, and in order to figure out the needs of our audience, because we said that content marketing is uh, emotion, and we we have to connect to our uh, uh, to our prospects on an emotional level first, mm -hmm. we have to make some research in order to understand what they want, what mm -hmm. they need because what we have to offer is actually solutions to their problems, to their desires, to their needs. So how can we do that research in our field? 
I think that uh, in the digital era, era that we're living, um, our customers, our customers are online. So uh, this is our answer. We have uh, to start digging around and exploring in the places that uh, our potential clients are socializing and mm -hmm. searching for uh, solutions to their needs. So a great uh, place to look for would be the social media channels, would be LinkedIn, um, our clients, our potential clients' websites, uh, Facebook, uh, podcasts, you name it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think um, so. We research um, what problems they have and what they would like to learn about. Actually, I think uh, that we could uh, uh, we could learn about uh, their needs. We could profile. Uh, we could make a profile of our client. What uh, what is he searching for? Uh, what is he talking about in the in the forums? What he needs? He needs uh, he needs some uh, good uh, marketing for his product. Uh, he needs some uh, great uh, translation. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. So we have we could learn uh, from their uh, from their content. We could actually learn from their talk to them learn uh, what they need and what they have to offer so we can offer them something better mm -hmm. okay and one we once we've done the research then uh step two is relationships what do you mean with the relationship part okay yeah uh, first uh, the step two after you know uh, we know what our customer are potential customer wants, uh, the main purpose is uh, to create trust, to, to create that uh, warm feelings uh, with our audience. In this way, we create a relationship because I think we need to focus on the person. So yeah. through our research from step one, that we need to find out what uh, the customer needs, then we have to provide, but before we're uh, before getting able to provide that we have to make him to trust us so we have to create some trust and credibility uh, in order to for the customer to look up to us to trust us mm -hmm. to believe in us and ultimately they would want to hire us as the last step and how do we do that then uh, we come uh, to step three which is that uh, we succeed that uh, by education mm -hmm. we have to edge in order to make them decide to buy from us we have to make them um to get them information we have to educate them and um, what do i mean by that i mean that uh, we need to to sell to present to our clients a much better selling experience that this experience will put our business in front and will position our, uh, ourselves as the authenticity, as the authority that the customer will want to, hire for, to buy from us. And this, we can uh, succeed that uh, through learning. We have to educate them before they want to buy. Uh, okay. I mean, 
I mean that uh, they need to understand better what we have to offer um, and then to try to, to wrap this up in the whole package uh, of a knowledge experience before getting to the sailing uh, experience. And where do we do that? Where do we educate them? Okay, that's a great question, actually, because we have to get some practical in order for people to understand. Uh, how do I, do I educate them? I publish uh, through publishing. I could publish an educational series of blog posts for okay. what I have to offer. Uh, I could offer a free webinar. I could uh, create uh, an ebook and uh, publish it for free. Mm -hmm. I could offer a paid webinar, which is very important because uh, when we have to pay it, it means that it gets credibility. Uh, we couldn't uh, comment uh, on the places that we're socializing, on uh, researching. With, with, uh, we could uh, comment uh, with purpose. We could... Uh, we could also compile, for example, a hundred blog posts into a physical book. We could do a lot of stuff to, sh to, to pass all this information that we want to pass to our clients. Mm -hmm. With podcasts, podcasts uh, with uh, interviews, uh, with webinars, with events. I think the choices uh, are many. It, uh, we have to decide what... Uh, what suits us best as a professionals? Okay, and do you? How do you get um, your clients to find this material? I guess this is not cont the content related, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you how please, do you get uh, the clients to find what you publish? How do you get the clients to okay. find? I think uh, I think that's a chain. I, I have to use. I would use, uh, and I used all my communication channels in the uh, through social uh, media, mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, uh, and uh, all these uh, come back to my website. I think a website or a, a professional uh, profile. It's a that it's our online store is what uh, is uh, the place, the exact place that our clients have to come back, have to find, have to find us. So through our me uh, social media channels, uh, we direct them to our website, to our professional uh, uh, profiles, where all these uh, education staff uh, are there and waiting for them. Mm -hmm. So okay. So that's the education. Mm -hmm. And then they read about us and they develop trust. So what is the next step? The next step uh, is persuasion. It's offering. Mm -hmm. We have to make uh, now that uh, people know, now that the customers know, we have to make an offer with a promise. Okay. Uh, our, our key to success is to give valuable information what we said in the education step. Uh, we have to speak the language of our customers mm -hmm. and ask, uh, in order to make them understand and simultaneously addressing their problems or their issues, their desires, their needs. 
in other words, what I mean is that I, uh, we need to make our audience an irresistible offer, an offer that is the solution to their needs. We have to persuade them. And how our translators or um, a translator with his translator services can actually provide the solution to their needs. We could demonstrate the benefits. We could demonstrate the benefits of our work uh, with uh, a great copy, a great content, images, and uh, applying marketing strategies in order to make them an offer of our services that they cannot uh, refuse. For example, uh, a good way to look at this would be to write about uh, the features uh, of a product that directly shows how it will improve the reader's situation. For example, uh, for example, in translation, we could have a testimonial page that our customers actually um, learn uh, how other customers of ours mm -hmm. uh, get uh, helped uh, and increase their sales through their work, through our, our translation services. I, I'm looking at your website right now, actually, and I see your testimonials and I also see your portfolio and you've done a great job with that. So, oh, thank you. Actually, thank you very much. And I have to say that uh, the main idea was mine, but uh, as I tend to say, is I leave, uh, the uh, leave uh, the job to the professional. So the whole credit goes to my designers. Okay. <laughs> that actually have designed this because I wasn't able to do that. Uh -huh. But I think that now that you mention it, uh, a portfolio would be the, one of the best examples for pers uh, for a persuasion step. Would be the best way for uh, to show the customer what you have to offer to them. Actually, it worked a lot for me uh, showing the portfolio to to my intended clients. It was really yes. helpful to my job. Has it worked well for you? Yes, 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 actually, because uh, especially in the marketing field, I have to say, not so much in the technical field, but uh, as far as marketing uh, is concerned, uh, I have found uh, quite a few customers based on my portfolio. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so um, the persuasion stage, Do you, can you give any examples of what how you would persuade the client to hire you yes. other actually if you go on my website mm -hmm. now that you're talking i am i have i'm sorry i have a, a tab that uh, i have a q a that uh, i'm just a minute Give me a couple of minutes, sorry, because internet is not so good here today. The connection is not so stable. Uh, okay, now after I have uh, I have a section in uh, that says why you need me. Yeah. So this is a direct. Uh, a direct marketing approach because I think uh, I have some questions uh, that probably would come from the customers and uh, I'm showing to them why they need me. If you see that uh, the strategy I'm following here, uh, for example, I say that uh, what is my feature 
And my mm-hmm. future, for example, is that I have more than 15 or 16 years of experience in translation. And after that, I'm directly explaining to the customer uh, what uh, they have to learn from that and why this, is, uh, this uh, can come to their benefit. So I say my feature is that I'm 16 year I have 16 years of experience and your benefit is that this means that I, I can help you uh, grow your business uh, without uh, any issues I can make fast decisions uh, I'm able to deal with any kind of linguistic or marketing issue may arise because of my great experience Basically, I'm telling them that with me, I'm showing to them that uh, uh, with me, they can be sure that they can have a perfectly adapted contact into the target language. Uh, Yes, I'm asking this. I found your page and um, this is one of the things I teach in my courses too on how to change your features into benefits for the clients so it's really nice to see that here thank you this is exactly what is it is to show exactly your customer how you turn the features into benefits yes yes very good um okay and the last step then is a call to action exactly this is uh the, the famous call to action <laughs> because yes. the main purpose of the copy what what is the main purpose of the copy it's to persuade the reader to take a, a certain call to a, a certain action now yes. uh, this call to action is simple have to be simple uh, a, a clear instruction that could be to buy a product that could be to buy a service to read a blog to subscribe to a newsletter uh, whatever we want our uh, intended customer to do so we have after we have earned uh, credibility and trust and uh, the the potential client uh, believes in our content and we have persuaded him now he will follow our lead so we can uh, he he will specifically see he has to to know what to do next so we have to give them direction i think that if we are clear a simple download now button can actually do the trick for us it it doesn't have to be that complicated yeah if you can uh, visit uh, my page again you can see at the bottom just a get in touch uh, clickable button yes it's perfectly fine yeah it doesn't have to be complicated just a call to action to take it further exactly okay good uh and you have get in touch and it's a button and that works really well Mm -hmm. uh okay so those were the five steps so let's uh summarize it was research um the client and uh their needs and and how you can help Create uh, step number two: create relationships by providing um, or getting in touch with them and providing good content, mm-hmm. and that sort of blends into step three, which is educate the client on how you can help. Okay. And step four: uh, persuade them to um, how to use you by, for example, translating. Uh, features into benefits and explaining Mm -hmm. why you can help them 
Mm-hmm. And step number five, a call to action. Is that right? Yes, perfectly okay. fine. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to say, what is the hardest step of all uh, of all these five steps for translators? Okay, well, I think that uh, as a strategy, content marketing in general is very difficult to, to, to succeed it in its whole, in its essence, because it needs uh, uh, more than any marketing strategy, to my opinion, it's organization and consistency, because you have to spend a lot of time working and planning and creating timetables in order to follow them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of consistency, in order to create a successful and a fruitful working plan that will give you results. Yes. So, and so to answer this question, I think that uh, to me the entire thing, because if it's a uh, too time-consuming and it needs a lot of consistency involved, it's uh, it's very difficult. But I think that the hardest part of all uh, can be research. Okay. It's the first one, research, because uh, you have to spend, uh, to invest, to put it better, a lot of time in social media and in online searching, reading and commenting and trying to figure out what you could do in order to to prepare your content marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. So because it's the first step, uh, it's before planning, so I would say that it's only the, the most difficult part. It's before, uh, after you make the plans, then you just have to follow it, I think. So after research, it could, uh, you could direct yourself uh, as it is uh, the one step leads to the other at, in some way. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you follow this yourself, the, the whole, the, all the five steps? Yes, uh, yes, actually I do, not uh, uh, as successfully as I'm I'm talking uh, about them, because uh, I'm trying to keep a balance between uh, parenting and freelancing all these years, and now of course, pandemic going on, Yes, uh, it's pretty difficult, because my husband is also a freelance translator, so... We have, uh, you know, we're uh, living under uh, under deliveries, time of deliveries here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As, as we all do, but that is exactly. why I wanted to exactly from someone who is actually working on it and working in the trenches. And none of us are perfect, but, um, and I, I agree, I think the consistency is the most important part. Um, and testing and evaluating them. Exactly. What I understood from uh, working as a freelance translator and applying a content marketing strategy in my work was that uh, was that exactly that uh, if you are not so consistent in your strategy, uh, it slows you down. Mm-hmm. After uh, after if you are good at it and you keep uh, doing and keep applying and you're within your timetables, the results can be amazing. Uh, At first, I I was astonished. I I wasn't... uh, Actually, when I started uh, learning about content marketing strategy and started uh, to apply in my work, uh, I didn't believe uh, that it would work so good. Mm -hmm. So good. 
I think it's, uh, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it for everybody. Okay. So this might be a question that is um, obsolete now because it might be what we've been talking about all the time, but I ask it for to everybody. What marketing strategy works really well for you right now in your transition business? Yeah, in, uh, because uh, actually because of the lack of time and this juggling that uh, we talked about between uh, parenting and freelancing, uh, mm -hmm. I think what works uh, best is a mixture of mm -hmm. a lot of strategies. I think that if we apply, if we apply a strategy, a content marketing uh, strategy, uh, not in its uh, as a whole, but if we apply some steps at some point uh, that we could do it uh, well, it works. Mm -hmm. It works. But if we keep it consistent, the results can be excellent. Yes. I think for the past two years, uh, uh, the, call, the, mar uh, the strategy that works best for me is uh, the content marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is why I decided uh, to take more courses and to start uh, talking about it, because I think uh, it will help uh, other colleagues uh, with their business. I yeah. think it's, it's something that it's uh, it's deserved to get shared. It, yes. it needs to, to get shared. Mm -hmm. And where can we find more <clears throat> find out more about you, Anastasia? Well, <laughs> you could. Uh, you could visit my website in in, uh, in Greek uh, translations.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can find me in uh, LinkedIn mostly because this is my preferred uh, social media channel. Yes. You could always find me on uh, Facebook, but it's most uh, it's not so professional. Yeah. So you could see my my cat mostly and my dog. <laughs> so in LinkedIn, I think you can find me in LinkedIn, and uh, you could also find me. Uh, I'm the general secretary of the Greek Translations Association, PEM. Mm -hmm. so you could always uh, find me there. Okay, and we will of course provide links to all this in the show notes. And I agree, but my website and my LinkedIn profile are my most effective marketing tools um, mm -hmm. right now. And I think that content marketing is one of the most powerful methods to drive qualified traffic to our business. But it takes time um, to get results. And it is currently, like I said, my main sources of new direct clients. And I keep working on content development and promotion all the time because mm -hmm. we have to. It's not never perfect. It's not something that you can just do and be done with. It's a cons con constant process, but it is well worth it. And I think that Anastasia's steps here will make the process uh, easier. And we, uh, of course, also have to make sure that we are found. And actually, I read somewhere that we should spend 80% more time on promoting our content than on creating it. So we can't forget that part <laughs> either. Exactly. So remember, it's a long-term strategy, but it really, really works. And it can work for a long time to come after you have published any content on your website, on your profile, on your blog, etc. It 
keeps working for you. So thank you, Anastasia, for these five steps. Thank you for uh, inviting me here uh, to talk about these five steps. And uh, uh, I would like to also say that uh, patience here is the best friend of content marketing. Patience, yes. Patience. We have to be patient. We can't just do something and then say it doesn't work. <laughs> no, no. Mm -hmm. You could be very, very lucky if you could see results in the next three days or a week, maybe. Yes. It, it definitely needs time, but I think it's, uh, it's time that it's, it, uh, it's well-deserved and well-earned. The results can be amazing. Yes. And I, like I said, um, I have an online marketing course uh, that I teach about twice a year. And in this, I include content marketing, but you also have to optimize your website. You also have to focus on your social media and LinkedIn profiles. So it's a package, but it really, really works. Now over to the listeners. Do you have any other questions about content marketing and how to use it? Both Anastasia and me would love to know. So please go to marketingtipsfortranslators.com. And I think this is episode 274. And you can also always comment there or send one of us an email. Thank you for listening. At marketingtipsfortranslators.com, you will find all the resources on content marketing that I already have and how it can fit into your marketing methods and links uh, to Anastasia's website, etc. So thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Marketing Tips for Translators. I hope you found some good tips to apply to your freelance career. If you did, a great way to show this is by leaving a review on your favorite podcast listening app or to share the episode with other colleagues. Do you have a topic, question, or a guest you would like to hear about here? Send me an email to podcast at marketingtipsfortranslators.com.